Today I want to talk to you about regret. Regret. We all look back at our life at some point and we wish that we could go back and, and do something over again. We, we look back at our life and all of us wish we could go back, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago and we wish we would have done something or wouldn't have done something. And if we could just go back, I mean, we would do it differently. And, and the truth of the matter is this, we don't get to go back. We don't get to go back a year ago or 10 years ago or 30 years ago and, and have a redo. And yet we look back at the consequences that the ramifications of that decision of that choice and, and maybe even affects us today. And we can, if we can only go back and we can't. And what do you do with regret? I deal with it. You deal with it. What do you do when you can't go back and get a redo? For some of you, your area of regret is with education, and you regret that you didn't go to college. Some of you look back at your life, and you regret that you didn't get the master's degree or the doctor's degree when you were, when you were involved in your studies. And maybe some of you have the regret that, that I have. I wish back when I, I could go back to college, if I could, I would study harder. I, I would put more effort into my college studying and uh, just some regret there. Some of you, your regret is around career and, and, and you regret the career that you chose. Some of you, you, you regret a career decision. If you could just go back and have a redo, you would, you would choose something differently regarding that career decision. For, for some of you, your regret is around risk. And you regret risk that you never took. You, you regret a missed opportunity. And if, if you could just go back a year ago or five years ago and that opportunity that was before you, you would seize the moment. For some of you, it's words. You regret the words that you've spoken to someone. And if only you could go back in time, you would capture those words again and put them back in your mouth and never say what you said to them. For some of you, it's parenting and you regret spoiling your kids or, or not spending enough time with your kids. For, for some of you, it's parenting and today on Mother's Day, you, you're reminded of an abortion that you had and, and you carry around regret today. For, for some of you, your regret is around the area of money and you regret getting into debt or, or you regret that you didn't start saving money earlier. You have some regret. Some of you, it's, it's regarding relationships and you regret that the marriage didn't work out. So some of you regret that you got married. If you're sitting by your spouse, you ought to be smiling right now. Come on, you ought to fake that thing. <laughs> You regret. Some people regret a relationship that they got into regret. And, and some people, their regret is around sin. And some of you regret that you, you used to steal all the time or used to sell drugs or engaging in sex outside of marriage. Some of you regret your attitude and anger issues and fighting people. Some of you regret that first time you clicked that internet button and viewed pornography and got hooked. Some of you regret lying and lies after lies. And you have regret. And I've been honest with you throughout the years of pastoring this church that probably my greatest regrets in life are around sin. And when I was in high school and chasing the girls and I did things that I wish I would have never done and I can't go back and get a, get a redo. And today I want us to look at the Apostle Paul because he was a man that dealt with regret. 
You see, before the apostle Paul committed his life to Christ, Paul was a persecutor of the church of Jesus Christ. He literally, his mission was to destroy the church. And let, let, let me just give you a couple of examples of how Paul was out to destroy the church in Acts chapter 8. In verse 1, it says, and Saul, and later his name was changed to Paul, the apostle Paul, and Saul approved of their killing him. And what happened here, just a few verses earlier in chapter number 7, at the end of that chapter, people killed Stephen, who was a great man of God. And Paul was there, Saul was there, and he approved of the killing. He endorsed the killing because he was out to destroy the church. And the Bible says just two verses later in Acts 8 and verse 3, but Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison because Paul was causing great harm. He was called, that's his mission, was to cause great harm to the church of Jesus Christ. And friends, when Paul gave his life to Christ, he had to move beyond his regrets. And Paul teaches us, I love, I love this story and love Paul because he does teach us three valuable lessons that help us move beyond regret. And I want us to look at these three lessons today. And if you have a Bible, your, your smartphone, a device that has a Bible app on it, we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14 today. And the first lesson we need to learn on overcoming regret is forgive. All my note takers, write that down, forgive. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 12 says, Not that I have already obtained all of this or already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that. Take hold. Come on, everybody shout, take hold of that. I want you to catch that. Take hold. Take hold of that. I, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of. Of me, Paul says, Jesus took hold of me, and because of God, because God's forgiveness, G Jesus has taken hold of me, so I can take hold of of that. I can take hold of my destiny. I can take hold of the future that God has for me, because Jesus took hold of me. Because God forgave me, I can take hold of that. And, and many people never take hold of what God has for their life. Many people never take hold of the that because they're struggling and dealing with this whole thing called regret. They never reach their destiny. They never become all God wants them to become because so many people, you know what, friends, they're chained to their past. Some of you today, you're chained to your past and you can't take hold of that because you're chained to this. And the this in so many people's life is regret, and regret is keeping them from taking hold of that. And I want you to see what Paul says about the importance of forgiveness. And, and the first thing is this. You have to receive God's forgiveness. Receive God's forgiveness. I want you to see what, what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. He says, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am the worst. Paul says, when it comes to sinning, it ain't getting any worse than me. I, I, I persecuted the church. I destroyed the church. He goes on to say in verse 16, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, I'm the worst. 
Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example. Notice that as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Paul says, listen, I'm the worst of sinners and, and I persecuted the church, but, but God forgave me. I received God's forgiveness. And he said, listen, Jesus saved me, the worst of sinners, and he did it as an example for all those after me who would say, I've blown it, I've messed up too much, God can't forgive me. Paul says, no, I'm an example that God can forgive anybody. If he forgave me, he can forgive you. Say, Pastor, I've messed up. God can forgive you. Pastor, I've sinned. I've made a mistake. I've, I've made a bad decision. But listen, you got to receive God's forgiveness. You'll never take hold of that. Unless you let go of this, the regret, and receive God's forgiveness. Question, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you received his forgiveness and his grace and his mercy into your life? Because if you don't receive his forgiveness, you'll never really grab hold of the that that God has for your life. Paul says, I'm the worst of sinners, but I received God's forgiveness. There's a second thing that I want you to see regarding forgiveness, and that is this. You have to forgive others. Forgive others. Some of you have regret because of something someone did to you or something someone said to you. And some of you got memories from years ago of what they said or what they did to you. And you harbor this regret and you harbor these feelings and this anger and, and this anxiety and this tension and, and this bitterness. And, and listen, you'll never grab hold of that if you don't let go of the this, of the unforgiveness and the regret and the bitterness and Paul understood the power of forgiveness and forgiving others. And he said in Colossians 3 and verse 13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. You got to forgive. Paul says, I understand what it is to, to be hurt and wounded and offended. And I had to let go and, and I, had to, I had to receive forgiveness and forgive others so I could take hold of that. Matter of fact, when the apostle Paul first came to Christ and gave his life to Christ, people persecuted him. They didn't, they, they didn't really believe he got saved. They, they didn't want the apostle Paul around them. And he could have held a grudge. He could have held on to bitterness. But the apostle Paul understood the importance I got to forgive. I got to let it go. Who are you holding on a grudge against? Who are you bitter and mad at? Who are you, who are you chained to today and you can't reach that because you're holding on to this? And the Apostle Paul says, you got to let it go. You got to forgive if you're going to grab a hold of the that and overcome the regret that's in your life. Forgive others. The third thing is this. There's a third thing regarding forgiveness, and that is you got to forgive. This is huge. This is huge. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And Paul had to forgive himself. I want you to see what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 9. He says, for I am the least of the apostles and do not, do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. I want you to notice he says, he says I'm the least. And I don't, even deserve, I don't even deserve to be an apostle. I don't even deserve to be used by God because I persecuted the church of God. But, come on, everybody shout, but. That's key, that's key. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And friends, some of you, you're stuck today. 
you're stuck with the mentality that I'm the least of these. You're stuck in this mentality that I don't deserve. Apostle Paul said, I don't deserve to be an apostle. Some of you are stuck there. I don't deserve to be a child of God. I, I don't deserve God's blessings. I don't deserve God's forgiveness. I, I don't deserve to take hold of that. I don't deserve the future that God has for me. You, say, you sit there with, with, with self-pity, your head hung low, and you say, I don't deserve all the things that God wants to do in my life. And I would simply say to you, you got to learn to forgive yourself. And the Apostle Paul says, I'm the least of these. And I don't deserve to be an apostle, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And some of you, he said, I had to forgive myself. God's grace is in my life and working in my life. Sir, ma'am, can I tell you today that you're going around with your head hung low and beating yourself up? That's not of the Lord. You're going around with condemnation. You're condemning yourself. That's not of the Lord. God is not a condemning God. He convicts, but he doesn't condemn. And I want you to know something today. You'll never take hold of the that if you keep holding on to this. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is not to receive God's forgiveness, is to forgive yourself. And can I tell you, friends, you can forgive yourself because God has forgiven you. If you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, God has forgiven you. He's forgot about your past, and you ought to forgive yourself. So you can take hold of the that. That's how you move past regret. Forgive. Number two is this. Number two is this. The second thing I want us to notice is you got to forget. You got to forget the past. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I haven't taken hold of it yet. But one thing I do, the one thing I'm focused on is this, forgetting what is behind Forgetting what is behind. Listen, you can never take hold of what God has for you by living in the past. And Paul said, listen, I persecuted the church. I used to destroy God's work. But since God forgave me, I can forget what is behind me. I can forget the past. And some of you today, some of you watching online, our Midwest City location, we are one church in two locations. You have to learn to forget the past. You know the tragic thing for some people, and some of you, some of you today, is you wake up every day and you're haunted by your past. Some of you literally every single day think about things about your past. And you sit around and you think about, man, if I, if I just wouldn't have done that. Man, if I just would have made a different decision. And literally, you sit and you think about it every day. There's one gentleman I know and I'm close to and and every time I talk with him in depth, he talks about the past. And he talks about a decision that he wished he would have made. And he just haunts him. He's always, you know, if I just would have, I just wonder what happened. I, want, I just wonder how things would have turned out differently if I would have. And, he, and he's living in the past. And some of you, you're living in the past. And I want you to know that all the king's horses and all the king's men can't put the past back together again. It just can't happen. It just can't happen. You got to forget the past. Listen, you can never go back and get a brand new beginning. But you can start today and get a brand new end. You can. 
But you can't go back. I want you to know you can keep beating yourself up and you can keep living in the past and being chained to the past. And what if I wouldn't have done that? And I wish 10 years ago I would have done this. And I wish 20 years ago I wouldn't have acted like that. But you can't go back and change any of that. You got to pause and forget the past. I cannot go back and get a brand new beginning. But you can start today. Get a brand new end. But you, sir, you, ma'am, if you're going to take hold of the vat, you have to let go of the past and forget the past. There's a third thing the Apostle Paul said, and that is this. He said, focus on the future. Focus on the future. So he said, forgive, forget, and focus on the future. Philippians 3 and verse 13 says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining. I love that word straining. I mean, that's aggressive. Straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul says, listen, I'm not letting regret hold me back. I'm not letting the failures and mistakes of the past hold me back. Paul says, I'm straining forward. I'm pressing toward the future that God has for me. I'm not focused on the past. I'm focused on the future. How about you? Are you focused on the past? Are you focused on the future? You can't change the past. The regrets and the mistakes, I can't change my past. Why are we living there? We can't do anything about that. And Paul said, I can't do anything about that, so I forget that. And he says, here's what I do. I'm focused on the future of what God has for me. People's church, I want you to know it's never too late to be who you might have been. It's never too late to be who you might have been. But you got to get focused on the future. Because you'll never put the past back together again. And let me tell you, God still has a future for you. I don't care if you're 99 years old, there's blood still running warm through your body and you're still breathing today because Jesus is not done with you yet. Quit living in the past and get focused on the future of what God wants to do in and through your life today and from this point forward. God's not done. You want to get past regret? Forgive, forget, and focus on the future.